happy very early Friday morning to you folks. Uh, this is Erica and Bob coming to you after the movie. And we just went and saw Logan. And we have not discussed it, as is our want. Uh, we usually like to keep it fresh as we come to you, the listener. Yes. You, the people. I know we're going to have names, but that's a very important impression I think every single person should have in their back pocket. Ah. Uh, uh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like more like a yeah, stupid Yoda. But it's all right. Hey, you got to try. These are It's important. So yeah, we went and saw Logan tonight, uh, which is allegedly the last appearance of uh, Hugh Jackman in the title role. I don't even want to talk about the movie. I want to talk about this fucking Deadpool short that came before the movie. So you haven't... <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Lots of spoilers. I'll put a spoiler warning before I upload We We should actually... If we ever create an intro, it should just... Part of the intro should just be spoilers. spoilers. Right. Maybe like we get a band and we could like do a big thing with spoilers. spoilers. No, see what we spoilers. would need. Spoilers. I want it to kind of be like a big band thing. Yeah. You know, it's really like jazzy. Maybe we can make friends with postmodern jukebox like Xavier Woods did, and they can do a chorus. Because <laughs> yes, spoilers. Yes, lots of spoilers. So there was a Deadpool <laughs> short at the beginning of this movie, and it's. It's awesome and it's wonderful, but the tonal whiplash. Oh my god! Is insane, but it's. I, I don't want to spoil. I, it's, it's there. If at the very least, go see Logan so you can see this, <laughs> which might sound stupid, but for me, as the dog trips up the stairs, we're on uh, what date? 11 with the cone. Yeah, we apologize for the dog noises. Usually we would take his collar off. and uh, Poor Wubs had surgery a few weeks ago. He's and it's the, kind of tied to him he's now. He's got the cone of shame going. So we're, uh, wait, any weird noises you hear in the background, it's just him. I don't know, this... The movie left me cold. It, yeah. A little bit, right? Yeah. Um... One thing, if I may, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off. I guess you got the R. Every other word doesn't need to be fucked. Oh, yeah, it does. There's a rule in Hollywood. If you allow your movie to go R, you gotta get your mileage out of fuck. I just really... And do, do we need tits? Did we need that tit shot to be... Like, that was the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, it was unnecessary. Like, really... Really? Oh, we got an R. Let's throw some tits in. Like, go fuck yourself. Fuck off. I didn't mind it. Of course you didn't mind it. <laughs> um, yeah, they definitely said, we, we've we got R. Let's, let's, let's go, go for, for it. it. I, yeah, I just kind of like... It didn't do anything for me. I, I think... Like, Hugh Jackman was like, good, because Hugh Jackman is a great actor. I think yeah. you could make the argument for him being a great actor. Mm-hmm. And he's he is Wolverine. I think anybody else who comes into the role is going to be like playing Batman after the fucking Nolan trilogy. And it's just going to be like, eh, okay, I guess you're fine. Yeah. I think, I think what's especially difficult with this movie is that you've established... You know, Wolverine in how many X-Men movies? Mm-hmm. And, you 
know, they've always had that restriction of needing to be PG-13. So it is, I mean, just the movie in general, but, you know, the character is a bit of a tonal shift from what you're used to and expecting. Right. You know, you're not, you, you know, even though, you know, depending on what version of Wolverine you're most fond of, it, it could be a very, it could be kind of weird for you to hear him saying fuck every other third word. Yeah, know? it just kind of got on my nerves. It didn't bother me too much. It just felt like, ooh, ooh, it, like the 13-year-old we just discovered, oh, I can swear. And that's probably, like, <laughs> way too old, like 13, right? Like the 8-year-old who discovered that shit and fuck are words. So let's use them all the time because we want to sound cool. Um, I think... I, you know, I was thinking about this outside while I was walking the dog, and I think for me, I'm going to have to sit and think about this one a lot, you know, because it is not, it, ultimately, it's a movie that wants you to think, and, yes. How so? Well, it wants you to think about, you know, what, what is it in, you know, life that drives you to do the things you want to do, and that's kind of. I think maybe because, and again, I'm a psycho leftist liberal, but I've been having that thought in my head since about January. No, even before that. Probably more like November 9th. You know? What 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 are you worth fighting? What what's worth fighting for? What could potentially be worth and this is very melodramatic and being a little bit um crazy, because yeah, the current president drives me up a fucking wall and we're not month and a half in but eh, I don't know it just felt like a generic like grizzled old dude has to save young girl I've seen this before eh. it reminded me a lot of The Last of Us yeah but The Last of Us the characters were a little more and Wolverine as a character is already fairly well defined I think right. you would say right little girl is just kind of just a little girl Last of Us, I thought, had... And I think that that's probably a good uh, comparison because it's this vague, like, time in the future, though Last of Us is a little more uh, apocalyptic. Uh, right. This really isn't. Right. Though I thought it was going to be when they started the Deadpool short. <laughs> I was like, ooh, apocalypse, cool. Um, no, and maybe just having seen uh, the last X-Men movie, Apocalypse, fairly recently, we saw it... Uh, Christmas time, mm -hmm. and that being more comic booky, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, this is definitely not a comic booky movie. I did think it was weird that there were like X Men comics in the movie, though. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a little bit weird. Like, okay. Why do you hate fun? Because I'm Lady Myrtle Lake, and that's kind of my jam. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> no, I I didn't. I actually kind of like the comics. I like, I like the idea of an X Men world where, you know, there's actually like a subset of humanity that like kind of, you know, was fascinated with them and not just terrified with them. And you know, and I think you know having comics lends itself to that. That there was this part of humanity that. But that line, there's a whole other slew of questions. Who owns the rights to those comics? 
they sell their life rights to somebody? Do they sell their life rights to Marvel? Who's writing these fucking things? Are they based off of actual stories? I've got questions. And that's the thing. It's one of those movies where it's like my mind wanders because I'm a little bored with what's happening on screen. It was... There were certainly a fair amount of slow spots. Um, and, I, you know, what... What they were trying to go for were the nonverbal cues that are showing that they're building an emotional bond. No, and I thought that, like... But I think sometimes that in stuff doing that, they dragged it. Well, but the movie didn't need to be two and a half hours. No, it was way too long. Like, I appreciated what they were going for with that whole little, like, pit stop with Eric LaSalle and his family. But... If the only reason you're introducing characters is so that you can violently murder them. Well, I think they had I think they had a problem that they had to you know, in their head they had a problem that they had to solve, which was you need a believable death for Wolverine, so you need to introduce a character that can do it. But I think that and so that's what how they chose to accomplish it. I mean, I, I didn't mind the what was it X twenty four or whatever the fuck they were calling it. Right. There's basically like a Wolverine clone in this movie. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I thought that was fine. Right. But if he's being poisoned because of the adamantium in his body, right. and it's getting that bad, you could have just had the the guy with the glasses and the gold teeth and the gun and the fake arm. You could have just had him, kind of, because that's how, like, weak Logan was at the end of the movie. Yeah. You know? Well, and I thought that guy, whatever his name was, if he, he had a name. Va- I, I, yeah, did they name him in the movie? I don't know. That was the thing, I just felt kind of, not small, but, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. I thought, Goldtooth guy... I think Goldtooth guy, uh, you know, he could have been so much more interesting, but then you get like halfway through the movie and you realize, oh, he's not the real villain. He's just a hired gun. Right, because then you got like the doctor dude who looks like proto James Woods. Yes. That was just kind of like, oh, now this guy's here. Right. Okay. Like. Is he related? Was he related to like Stryker? Or is there a different doctor? Yeah, he. Yeah, he. He, he said his dad, his dad was involved was with the, the Weapon X program. Right. <laughs> well, what did you think of the action? It was certainly bloody. Which I appreciate because yeah. if you're running around and you're swiping and stabbing people with these fucking claws, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of blood. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Yes. In that. Realism sense. Yes. I didn't think the action was anything special. It wasn't. And I don't know if it's because we just watched John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2 not too long ago, but. But I think it made sense. You know, because if you. Well, you're going for something more realistic, right? Well. Ish. More realistic ish. But you're also trying, you know, Logan at this point is, you know, old and dying. 
you know, he's not going to be able to go the way he used to. That makes sense. Right. Because, um, what was the girl's name? Laura? Laura. It was Laura. Laura. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, her action was a lot faster, more fluid. Right, right. You know. Because she was young and spry. Right. So, um, also, way to watch what happens to, uh, Wolverine and then think, oh, I'm going to die a painful, slow death, too. Oh, my God, right? So, <laughs> granted, I mean, he, he'd been going for, like, a really long time, hadn't he? Wasn't Wolverine alive, like, during the Civil War and shit? Yeah. I'm I, not as well-versed in the Marvel comics as I am in DC. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, they've uh, they've established a couple times, like, Wolverine's age is just completely unknown because of his healing factor, he right. could have been alive for hundreds of years. Right, right, right. So, and then they got a hold of him, what was it, in like, I don't know, what was the timeline, when he, well, that was in the, the movie timeline, it was like the 60s. Right. That was the other thing, though, that I thought was a little like, was it the 60s? Because in the latest, in Apocalypse, he's, they like let him out, and that's like the 80s, isn't it? He's kicking around with them in like the seventies, and I think that's before he gets the. Maybe I can't not. remember. Who the fuck knows? There was that wonderful movie. Uh, Which one? Was it called Wolverine? First Wolverine. Oh, X Men Origins Wolverine. That one. Never sat through it. Oh. I heard what they did to Deadpool. And it I was, was like, horrible. hey, oh, it wasn't even Deadpool because I didn't really give a shit about Deadpool back then. It was more you have Ryan Reynolds. And that should be a nice character. Yes. Cool. Yes. And uh, I thought it was a little bit of a waste of, uh, what's his face, uh, Liv Schreiber, whatever you say his last name. Yeah. It was it was just not a good movie at all. Well, didn't that leak, like, before it got released in theaters, and everyone was like, oh, fuck, that's the special effects you're going with? Like, that's unfortunate. Well, the explanation for the Deadpool character was so stupid. Just bad. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Don't do that. That's terrible. Yeah. No, stop. Stop Just yourself. Stop it. No, so I thought the action was fine. I think I think this is a movie that I'm going to probably think about for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably rewatch it. See, I it just left me wanting. You know, I'm going to compare it to when we went and we saw Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice because we have to bring that up every time we podcast. Yes. But I think when we first saw that movie, we talked about this during our uh, Lego Batman podcast where they show that trailer at the beginning and then you go into this grim, dark, dour, very long movie and my mind keeps slipping back to, hey, remember that really cool teaser we saw? That was fun. But we, everyone, but you knew going into this, this was not going to be a fun movie. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, it's a superhero movie, even like, I mean, it's a superhero movie kind of in name only, but no, you could still have a lot of fun with, like, I had fun at John Wick. I had fun when we watched the first John Wick, even though it's like fucking depressing at the beginning. It's a good time. We have a good old time at the movies. But yeah, but they're they're not. I think they're covering, you know, very different territory in what they're trying to accomplish. You know, John Wick is John Wick is a very 
dumb premise. Oh, have to watch it though. It's a great movie. I don't think it's a dumb premise. No, Why is it's it a such a dumb premise? How is it a dumb premise? The the League of Assassins in the background with uh, you know. Well, that's the world building. The premise is he's out. He's in the first one. He's out taking revenge because they took away his opportunity to grieve. That's an amazing premise. But, but, I mean, you're not, it's, you know, John Wick isn't asking fundamental questions about life's motivations. It's asking, uh, how quickly can I kill you for killing my dog? <laughs> you found, um, <laughs> well, the dog was symbolic, though. It's about taking away yes. the grief. Or the, the opportunity to grieve. Yes. It's pulling him back into this mess of a world. See, I didn't. I wasn't taken away from Logan. Ooh, there's a lot of these real dire questions we have to ask. It's just grizzled old dude saves young girl. I don't know. I don't see it quite that simple. I mean, I do hate Sam, so. <laughs> this movie's not fun, though. No, no. no. If you do not go see this movie, if you're looking to have a good time. No. Well, and I thought I was old. Not annoyed, but I thought it could have done with coloring in what happened. That was one thing I was really annoyed by, you know, because I, I I was sitting here thinking like we're getting a flashback or something. Right. And I'm and like wondering, wait, am I forgetting something from and like other movies? Maybe that or... was a budget limitation. Well the other thing was like you went out of your way. Well, no, what was it? What's the movie? Well, yeah, it happens in uh, Days of Future Past, where you see this dark, dour future that's, like, horrific, and, oh, my God, we're all going to die. We go back and go through all this effort to change everything and make it all, like, a happy, shiny people. And then, what, 20 years later, shit happens, everybody dies, and Wolverine and Professor X are on the run. It's very weird continuity-wise, that's for sure. It... it... It really doesn't feel like it fits in with any of the movies. Well, and that's the thing, I think, with the Wolverine movies, is you really have to just look at them as their own... It's almost like... Standalone story. It's almost like the Nolan Batman movie. It's kind of out. But... Right. With the same actors <laughs> as the rest of the continuity. <laughs> well, has there ever been... Uh, maybe within the James Bond franchise, but has there ever been a... a actor who was carried through a character this long. Because when did the first X-Men movies come out? 20 years. 2000? I think the sequel came out in 2002? I think it was 2000. 2000 or 2001. So like 16, 17 years. Yeah. Which is bonkers. It's a very long time. I mean, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those are really bad stuff. Very bad well, I think you could also make the argument that you go back and you watch that first X-Men movie. I think it's gonna hold up set. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time. You know, it's fine for what it is and what it was. It really did kind of kick off the whole, you know, superhero kind of movie thing. But I'm I X2 is for my money where I like I said I'm coming to the party for. Mm-hmm. And X3 And then, um, I don't know that I ever actually sat through Origins. 
I saw the Wolverine in a plane. That sounds really wonky. But I do like the newer movie. Apocalypse left me a little cold, but Yeah, I wasn't crazy about it either. But, but um First Class is outstanding. And Days of Future Past is pretty good, but I like First Class better. Mm-hmm. We got Fast Bender in there, so it's probably fair. Well, it's one of those like it's a franchise that's hard because um for me, at least, because I think back to the cartoon. Well, and the cartoon is just perfection. Yeah, the cartoon was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to do a rewatch of uh, like the Phoenix Saga and the Dark Phoenix Saga for the longest. But and it's a similar thing with, uh, you know, with non-Nolan Batman movies. Um, it's, you know, I thought Ben Affleck did a perfectly fine job well, with Batman. Post-Nolan. Because right, because Michael Keaton is wonderful. Yeah, but then there were also Ooh. Batman and Robin. Yes, wonderful. And <laughs> um, but then you got Batman. Uh, you got the great cartoon there too. Right, Batman, Batman the animated, the animated series. Yeah. That's really for me the definitive Batman. Yes. So the definitive Joker at the very least. Right. So you know, in these franchises where you have, you know, you have a, a cartoon, you have. Um, the comics you have a movie franchise like you you really are splitting your audience well i don't think there's... what they see is the definitive version for themselves right you know and, and there's nothing wrong with that but it can be you know it can be a little difficult from a movie standpoint especially for the production cost if people go into your movie and they say you know it was all right but you know But does that preclude them from forking over their money for each subsequent movie in the franchise? No. No, it doesn't. You know, and especially... And it all, all it matters is that, you know, the movie is good enough to get you to come back for the next one. Well, I don't even think the movie has to be good enough. I mean, I saw Transformers in the theater. What? I think I saw that shit maybe three times. Yeah, I know, right? I couldn't shield it one of those showings. I mean, the first Transformers was kind of fun, but... I mean, it's not a good movie, and it definitely no. does not warrant three viewings in the theater. No, no, especially. In my defense, I was young and stupid. Um, I saw the second one in the theater then, and then it was just like, oh, no, 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 no. It was also enhanced when I saw that, and oof. Oof. Rough sit. Um... We got a little off track there. But no, I mean, I think it's a decent enough send-off. I don't know. I just thought it was a little a little generic. And I could have done with maybe a little bit more... I don't know. Not mutant action, but everything just seemed very like... Like, okay, you stabbed the guy in the head with your, your claws. And you've done it again. And again. And again. And again. Okay, I got it. I'm good. I would have liked to have um, gotten more detail behind um, Professor X's what happened. What happened, exactly. Because they kind of alluded to it, but they never really explained it. But you said something happened in Westchester. Right. I was like, okay. 
your movie was two and a half hours long and you couldn't... What happened? Did he kill everybody? Did he, did he have, like, a freak out and everybody died? Like, you don't even get, like, a Magneto mention? Yeah. It was very... It was kind weird. of bizarre. It was weird. Yeah. You know, and... And whether it was budgetary concerns or whether I'm they sure wanted... I'm sure it was, because well, they're not throwing a ton of money behind an R-rated movie. Right. Because your, your audience is smaller well, we do, right we, from the get-go. I do, they did come out that um, Hugh Jackman think? agreed to take less money right. for, for the okay to go R. Right. Um, well, and I'm sure as an actor, it's like I want to spread my wings a little bit, let's have a different take on the character. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think it's I think it's kind of an interesting premise, you know, where you know Logan's so focused on trying to save enough money for them to go live on a boat, which is like, okay, but then how are you going to get the medicine? That figured this through very well. But or if it's just we get him out on the boat, because Professor X is having these like psycho freakouts and like you know almost killing everybody within like uh, the vicinity of him. Right. So you get him out on a boat. You guys are out. Whatever. There's only what two, three people that are affected by that then, instead of a ton of people. Right. And I'm assuming. I mean, that's what happened at Westchester. Right. But it's just weird that nobody else was even brought up. No. Like, usually, in a Wolverine movie, you're getting the stupid Jean Grey cameo in, like, a trailer or something. It was... Plus, fans, they just didn't know who they were getting. Then you get Samson. Just throw her in there. I think, I think it, it, you know, whether, you know, budget is certainly a thought, but it also could just be that that's just, they, they wanted you to focus on, you know, kind of what Logan and Professor X were dealing with now. You know, they want you to know that. That's a very in the moment, immediate movie. Yeah. And I can respect that, but I found you know, in watching it, that I was asking those questions so much that it was a little distracting. Because it's normally a, a team, right? There's some kind of team. There's other mutants that are involved. I mean, so it's it, it's odd that they're not. And I get it. You know, it, it's the movie. It's a chase movie, right? You know, you're running away. It kind of makes sense that you're not going to be like, ruminating on the past it's you know makes sense in a you know in the way that they're writing it and the way they want that tone to be and how it all kind of flows but as an audience member what's cyclops up to is cyclops dead what's james mars been up to can't call him for a little cameo something photograph something Although I did, I did um, enjoy that it, at the end of Days of Future Past, where you know uh, Wolverine wakes up and he's 
future and said, oh shit, people are alive? <laughs> well, if we may take a quick sidebar. <laughs> X-Men 3 is not a good movie. Ever. But one of the most, well not the most, the most egregious thing is the ruination of Phoenix. Because, yeah. Second most egregious is the killing off of Cyclops off-screen. I get Marsden probably didn't want to do it anymore, but for the love of fuck, people. Really? Oh, look, we found his floating glasses. Let's never speak of him again. I don't even think they show his gravestone at the end of the movie. They show Phoenix's. What the fuck? God, that movie's terrible. Well, and then the other- Oh, oh, going on a rant now. You got me started. And you got- You have this whole fucking movie- where, like, everything that you did in it is undone at the end. Because Professor X comes back, and Magneto still has his fucking powers. So stupid. <laughs> Alright, that was, uh, this episode's sidebar. Presented to you by no one. <laughs> by Papa Doc. Papa Doc presented that. He's glowering at me from his corner right there. Um, would you recommend people go see this? That's a tough one. I almost think you'd be better served. I would wait until it just comes out on uh, Blu-ray and maybe rent it. I would I'd call it a rental. I don't know that I'd go to the theater to see this. I'm on the fence. Um... Because there certainly is no, uh, I think it's worth seeing. Uh, but I mean, it's Hugh Jackman's last, or uh, like last time portraying the movie. You should probably see the movie, right? Well, and I think, I think for the right audience, you know, it'll resonate a lot more. Um, I think if you liked. The 90s era of, like, grimdark, hyper-masculine, like, those comics, you'll like this movie. If you are Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh my god, that's what comes out in April. Fast Eight. You will love this movie. Need it now. Should that be our ranking system? (laughs) Would the Rock like this movie? Would the Rock like this? We don't know anything about him aside from the fact that he's the Rock. But can you help us? <laughs> oh my God! I can't wait. I want oh, him and Statham. Oh my God! I want it now. Um. But no, I think I think if if you are interested in the movie, it is worth seeing. Um, maybe go to a matinee. It nothing you're gonna see on screen is gonna be like, oh wow. This was worth going to see it on the big screen. But, you know, if you'd like to see the story and you want... I realize we're doing this. And we do this every episode. We we do our recommendations. Well, because we I think it. you're trying to wrap it up because it is 2 o'clock in the morning and you have work tomorrow. I do. But, um, yeah, I don't think we were quite done discussing yet. So Weren't we? It sounded it felt like we were. Uh, kind of. We had kind of come to, you know... I mean, we didn't really talk about Patrick Stewart at all. We didn't really talk about the girl at all. 
Oh, no, I guess that's true. I thought, um, I mean, it's Patrick Stewart. He's delightful. But when he starts being like, fuck you, Logan, and that kind of shit, that kind of got on my nerves. That's just him. I I thought he did a fantastic job of play, of playing just crotchety old Professor X. Just he had all the grandfather cues, like nailed perfect. Well, and I think granted that's another... he's a million years old. Yeah, Patrick Stewart is not young. No, um, but he still looks the same as he did sixty years ago. That's how he he walked out of the room. He just looked that way. <laughs> he was that same height. He just like walked right out of there. Um, no, I thought he was, he was very, very good in the movie. I mean, it was obvious he was going to, you know, get brutally murdered at some point, but it was just kind of like, oh, okay. That confused me, too, when he, like, got killed. I didn't quite... Oh, see, I figured that out as soon as... Grasp that it was a a Wolverine clone? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is he dreaming? What the fuck? Like, it, it wasn't... Immediately clear to me. Yeah, no, I got that right. I well, I didn't get that it was a Wolverine clone until you saw him, but I knew right away that wasn't Wolverine. Mm. You know, from the start of that scene. But you know the. You know, it was. It was funny though, because when he was doing his whole little speech, oh, this was like the happiest day that I've had. It's like, oh, you're gonna die immediately. So dead. You're so dead. Your ass is gonna like. Can we make it a like, It's the thing, though. Any kind of father figure in these sorts of movies, if we can, we uh, just recently purchased uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And you were playing, and I came down, and there's a character at the beginning, and it's like, oh, well, he's got, like, the counter on top of his head, right? He's the deadest of dead meats. Because it's just, you're, you're programmed to believe that nowadays, right? Whenever you see that in any kind of action thriller sort of movie. Oh, well, you're dead. Clearly dead. You're so dead. Yeah, I think... I mean, it's definitely true. I think it's one thing, though, when it's, you know, someone who's young and, you know, you're like, oh, well, you're killing off this guy. But, you know, clearly Patrick Stewart in this movie is a trillion years old. Mm-hmm. He's clearly on death's door. So it's not, while it's still like cliche, it doesn't, it doesn't have that cliche like feel to it. I mean, I disagree. How old, because what year are we in this movie? Did they say? 2029. 2029. Okay. I believe. This is another thing that I've always, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with, and this is X-Men comics, mostly. Oh, you could kind of carry it over into the movies, too. I mean, with, uh, this has to do with Magneto. Nothing to do with the movie we just watched, but him being a Holocaust survivor is such a fundamental part of his character. And the further and further we move away from that, it's like, I don't want them to lose that. Right. You know? But, like, the character well, keeps getting older, we'll right? keep going. A couple more years, there'll be another Holocaust, uh, and you'll be able to set it in the modern time. I'm cutting that out, though. That was terrible. That whole little exchange there. Terrible because it's probably true. 
<sighs> no, I'm hoping that this whole uh, Russia debacle uh, brings down uh, the Fuhrer in chief. But. Politic oh, with Bob Politic. and Erica after the movie. I but, see everyone has shut off the podcast yeah. now. Sorry, folks. We don't like to get too political on this show. But and you're you're very right, and I mean that's that's a problem with a lot of comics right now because you've got so many of them that were started, you know, in they were all started all the big comics they were started in the first half of the 20th century, right. you know, and what was all their influence? If it wasn't the Nazis, Captain America. Look how hard, you know, we're still calling back to Hydra. Um, Which is fine, I think you can, but it's... This is the problem that I have with comics in general. It's it's so hard to keep that the continuity going. Yes. It gets so convoluted and so ridiculous that I almost wish they would just be like, okay, here's your origin story, you know, Spider-Man... Uncle Ben dies, he's in high school, whatever. That's the basic premise. Here's a run of 12 issues. Tell whatever fucking story you want. And then the next person that comes on, you tell whatever fucking story you want. And do that anyway. But it's just like, then there's no, like, the rigidness of that, you know, continuity of what came before you. Right. And then you don't have the big kind of tonal shifts. Like, I haven't read Green Lantern since uh, my man left. And it's late, so I can't quite remember his name. Def John. Def John, there it is. It is 2.07 in the morning, friends. I'm tired. We um, got engaged in front of Jeff John. We did! It was awesome. Um, once he left, I was like, uh, you have a cousin who's a big Green Lantern fan as well. He read the next couple issues and he was just like bad. Bad now. It's terrible. Completely changed the character. But it was supposed to still come after it was tied to what Johns did. But that makes no fucking sense. Well I'm going to be very interested to see where the comics industry is in 10, 20 years. Um, because you you just you've told and retold these stories so many times you've had so many different people take different takes at them mm-hmm. you know at what point is there just nothing more to tell and I mean I, I don't read comics so I, I really can't say but you know I would suspect there's probably a number of runs that are basically the same as the previous runs. Or I updates. mean, I'm sure with such little tweaks here and yeah. there. Because there's... I mean, look at the movie industry. There's no original stories anymore. It's just how you tell it. Like, what's the kind of context in which you tell your story? Right. You know? Like, again, I'm going to go back to John Wick because we just recently saw that, but it's a revenge story. Okay. What, what's kind of the dressings and the trappings of it? That's mm-hmm. what's interesting. Right. Fury Road. You know, I know not everybody's crazy about it because people are idiots, but I've had a couple people, like, in the last, like, couple months be like, this is okay. Right? Yeah. I don't get that at all. Fury Road is one of the, like, top ten action movies, top ten movies that I have seen in my entire life. And I will fight people to the death who disagree with it, with that assessment. That movie is amazing. 
not a plot. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I come in and out of comics. Um, I've got a couple upstairs that I uh, recently purchased that I actually need to get to. But I'm a little more interested, not so much in the superhero stuff anymore, but more the other stories. Yeah. Um, and the little girl. Let's go back to actually talking about the fucking movie that we're supposed to be talking about. I thought uh, she did a good job for, you know, what she was there to do. Mm-hmm. I think most of the time she was replaced with a stunt double because you don't have a young child, you know, flipping and flapping and swirling around like that. Stunt double slash maybe some CGI. Oh, I'm sure there was some, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there's some CGI because of the flaws. But I, I don't know if I, I kind of got the feel that some of like there were whole body CGI moments. Um, did you? I didn't really feel that, and if I did, it didn't stand out to me in that like yeah. Tarkin esque way. I mean, it, it thought it was fine, but you know there were some movements that were just so fast. I mean, they have spent on film, so I mean that's true, but I, I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see, you know, when, you know, that stuff eventually comes out. Um, uh, yeah, she was fun. I thought the, um, I did enjoy when she's in the truck with him and she just starts yelling at him in Spanish really quickly. <laughs> it's just, well, that little moment was great because it's actually like, there's some development between the characters that you can see, and it's engaging, and it's it's kind of funny, but you're at the same time, it's like, oh, shit, he's, like, got these massive gashes in his fucking side, and he's dying, and... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah, that moment. Uh... <laughs> it's good looks, too. Got some solid side eye. Yes. Like, when she walks out of the building and she throws the head, that was great. Or when she's sitting there before, as they're walking in, and she's just eating her cereal, and she's got that good like, "Don't fuck him up." Well, I was um, I'm not gonna say surprised that she ended up being uh, Wolverine's genetically created daughter. I don't think that's really stupid, but I'm not surprised by it. But I would. I wasn't expecting it at the same time. I wasn't either. I thought it was just going to be the whole... I thought she'd be... Joel and Ellie situation, the callback to Last of Us again. Where it's not his daughter, but he comes to think of her. Right. In that way. Um, And I thought she was going to have maybe some sort of psychic abilities or something like that. So... No, I think in the trailer they show her having... Did they? I... I think so, they did. I didn't recall that. Well, you weren't really about the trailer, were you? No, I was really... When when I was watching... The whole thing with this movie, for me, was... And I, I said it before, was I was very intrigued by the movie, but I wasn't excited for it in advance. And I was actually jacked after we got the uh, Hurt trailer. Well, it's a good trailer. But, I mean, you throw uh, Hurt under anything. The but, Johnny Cash version. And Eric is coming to the party. Well, for me, the trailer's good. But I 
I just felt like, okay, but it's Fox. And, you know, outside of the new continuity, like, they've just not done a terribly great job with the Wolverine movies in general, and certainly Last Stand. Uh, so it was like... Uh, oh, Fantastic Four, too. I mean, I didn't see Fantastic that new one, Four. but... This is what, oh, no, you watched that, didn't you? I did. This is what I don't get. Like, about a lot of comic book movies. You have years of continuity with both of them. Mm-hmm. You could pick the best story. Yeah. Just tell that story. No. And I think now we're at the point, especially post-Guardians, where you had this batshit, like, space opera mm-hmm. that made a fuck ton of money that... Maybe now they'll start kind of coming around to that shit. I well, I think they're gonna have to to keep the the gravy train rolling. Well, just oh, just give Fantastic Four back to Marvel. Let the rights expire. You guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. Well, and that's the thing. It's you know, it was. I I don't know how it did at the box office if it made its money back. It did very well. But you know. That was another one where the director was, like, ranting on Twitter, assuring that he'll never get another job in Hollywood again. Right. Because he was like, I took a movie and I, you know, did all these edits, and it's like, you made your money, dude, just shut up. Yeah, so you gotta kind of roll with it. I understand it's frustrating. I you would imagine it's gotta be very frustrating, but... But, um, to be, to be fair to Fox, um, I, I, I don't know what... Like, that movie was not ruined in editing. Like, the editing may not have been great. I think the uh, but, uh, the Red Letter Media guys said that too, didn't they? Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. I, they pretty sure they, they had a review of the movie, but I had no desire. I saw the f- first one, and it was terrible. Uh, thank God Chris Evans has gone on to do many other things. And uh, Doctor Doom is one of my favorite Marvel villains, and it's like, can you can you do Doctor Doom correctly, please, please, please? And I did enjoy Michael Shepard's Doctor Strange. The costume was terrible, but I enjoyed him in that the, thing. The first half of the latest movie was actually all right, decent, and yeah. then it and then it just went off devolved the rails. into like yeah. Um, but I don't know. You know, there been, there's been talk for a while now that comic movies are heading for disaster. We're coming up on a crash. Yeah. You can't, and I mean, it, it, the market is so oversaturated. It's insane. We're getting how many this year? I think we're getting three Marvel movies. We're getting a couple DC movies. Well, the comparison that I've heard, um, and I think is very apt, is the comparison to westerns. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a period of time. Well, that was the only movies we got. Yeah, I did enjoy that they threw Shane in here. That was the West Wing that I was watching. Oh, okay. And then uh, I, the she gives the speech Shane gives the little boy right before he rides away. Yeah. You ever seen Shane? No. Oh, uh, Shane's great. I won't give you shit for that one because it's a crazy old western and I fucking love westerns, but nah, Shane's a great movie. Um, 
I appreciated seeing it there. Um, but no, yeah, everything was a Western, and then it just, it's like, oh wait, we can do more stuff. Well, it's not, oh wait, we can do other stuff, it's, oh wait, people are tired of seeing it. Well, but I think within the Marvel movies, though, they've found a way to do other movies within the superhero movie framework. They have. Like, your Captain America movies have been kind of like spy thrillers, or, you know, a period war piece. Mm -hmm. That first Captain America was really cool. So was Winter Soldier. So was Civil War. I love that. And then you had Ant-Man that was more of a, a heist film. And then it's they found a way to be interesting above and beyond being superhero movies. Yes. That franchise, though, is going gonna, is gonna to crash. Oh, it will, for sure. Once you start getting like the original actors being like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Well, and Chris Evans already tried to walk away once. Right. But then dump trucks full of money. Yeah. Um, and God forbid you ever lose Robert Downey Jr. Right? Once you lose him. That's, yeah. You have to kill him off. But then you start doing that, that's where you're going to run into some problems, I think. But, I mean, for now, I haven't quite reached peak Marvel. Like, I'm still looking forward to Infinity War. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to Guardians. What else is coming out from them this year? Spider-Man, I'm really looking forward to. I think that'll be a good time for movies. Um, though Spider-Man 2 is still one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. And I really care about Thor. I have not liked the Thor movies. I'll go see it, because we go see fucking everything, but... Meh. Like Doctor Strange. Just okay. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. How many of those movies... I mean, they're going to do well, and they're going to do well for longer than they probably should because you can take your kids to see them. Kind of. It's a little violent and stuff. I mean, it's PG-13. People are taking their kids to see right. these movies. Um, well, it's like the Transformers movie. We're on our fifth Transformers movie. Quality is a non-issue. Well, why can't people be into, or at least more people, be into good, bad movies? Why can't they be into the the fast movies? I mean, people clearly are because they're on. I was gonna say we're on our eighth fast movie, but people are into the fast movies. But there's a lot of people who don't. You know what? It's it's. I swear, the 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 fast fandom is like wrestling fans. Like they don't want to admit that they like it, but I think you're absolutely right. (laughs) Those movies are amazing, and I will hear nothing. Ill set against them. Um, when do we get the Crank Fast crossover? When do we get Crank 3? That's right where you want to be. Why didn't we buy those movies? We're stupid. Um, so any... Well, I hadn't seen them when I rented them, so I didn't know to buy them. Oh, so fucking good. So batshit crazy. Uh, any final thoughts? Where, where, do the, where do the X-Men movies go from here? Uh... Do you I, do I a think, movie with the kids? Do you? I think, or is this just? I think this is, this should be it, for everyone in that original cast, um, and it, you know Patrick Stewart has said it is it's his last. 
Matthew Jackson said it's his last. And without those two, you're not pulling in any of the others. So um, I think this continuity is done. Um, I think they're going to just stick with the new generation. Well, aren't most of those guys, like, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is coming back. She done? I don't think Fast Thunder is coming back either. Really? They've done three movies. You've got those Assassin's Creed movies that are going to come out. Fast Thunder seems to be okay with the dumb truck full of money, though. So he'll, he'll... Well, because he'll still do a prestige picture every now and again. Right. And everything is triple teamed. Um... Let's, let's, yeah. We're, we're probably going to end up seeing that, but... We, we I'll tell you why we're going to see that. Uh, we're going to see that because we need to have our big alien discussion. We do. That should just be like a two hour. We're going to talk about. Aliens. I don't want to see it. I do not. I, I don't want to see it opening weekend. No, we'll go like during the week because probably. I don't want after Prometheus. I don't want to help their opening weekend box office, but we're that petty. Yeah, but <laughs> I do want to see it so we can have this discussion. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think X-Men, is there any more? I don't know. I think it gets, because you have your more popular characters, right? You have your Magnetos, you have your Mystiques, your Professor X. It's, it, you couldn't do, I mean, you probably could, but they won't do an X-Men movie without those big names. So, and if Lawrence isn't coming back, if Fassbender isn't coming back, what do you what do you do? Jennifer Lawrence has been attacking the public. Well, does Halle Berry? That don't mean nothing. Fair. That don't mean shit. Halle Berry had an Academy Award and then she did Catwoman. Good thing she got the Oscar first. <laughs> that shit don't mean nothing. Fair. But um, no, I actually thought it would be kind of interesting to see a movie with the kids and. Are they just out of running fucking Canada now? Is there an Eden? I mean, that's... It would have been kind of interesting to maybe even, like, as they're ending the movie when she's at the grave and, you know, pan up a little bit and see something over the trees. So it's like, oh, okay. Like, are these children just wandering the woods for the rest of their lives? You know, I get it's not their story. It was Logan's story, but... Well, here's a question for you, because I think, uh, you know, I think we both felt fairly differently about this movie, but do you think um, comic book movies in general can really, do you think they can try to be think pieces successfully? Because I think that's what this movie was going for. I think it worked for me and it didn't work for you. No, because I didn't get the whole... I think that was portrayed... That whole, okay, what what's worth fighting for is portrayed much better in Mad Max Fury Road than something like that. Where it, in there, it was presented very simply. It just right. worked better for me there. Sure. Um, no, 
I think a comic book movie can definitely really make you think about stuff. You know, I think you can you can get there with a comic book movie. I think the right kind of comic book. Maybe not necessarily a superhero movie. But, um, I mean, look at something like uh, Road to Perdition. That was based on a comic book movie. And that was, you know, pretty thinky. Tom Hanks is a gangster in that movie. I'm aware. That's where you want to be. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. It's been time. a minute, but that's a really good movie. I remember I remember not being crazy about it the first time I watched it, but I was relatively young. We were pretty young when that movie came yeah, out. Yeah, because I watched it when it came out. Yeah, which is like early aughts, I want to say. That might be worth a revisit. Yeah. Um. No, I think a comic book movie can get Paul there. Paul in that movie? He is in that movie. It's just, like I said, I... I I'm kind of over the oh, one last job, the grizzled old like. You know, it, it just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't get me there anymore. Sexist. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I do hate men. So. True. <laughs> Runaway material, so sorry. Yeah. Um, these things happen. Um, no, it just it's 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 a story that's been told to death. And I, I don't even know if it was a, a woman in the role that it would it would get there for me because it's just kind of it's just kind of boring, you know. Because it's like I, I know where this is going. Yeah, I know he's dying at the end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's. I don't think like. The, the fact that I knew where it was going to go. Well, no, because that's, maybe that's unfair, because that's like every fucking movie, right? You can like, oh, well, ba 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 that's what's going to happen. You know? Right. But, eh, I don't know. It just, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. Okay. It was disappointing, because I have always really liked uh, Hugh Jackman in that role. And I'll be sorry to see him go. I don't know. Maybe he'll play Aaron Burr in the Hamilton movie. I realize it's not Russell Crowe. Oh, he's so going to be Russell yeah, Crowe. Yeah, I know. And I'll have to like throw myself off a bridge. <laughs> he's the reason I still haven't seen Les Mis. Um, or he'll be Washington. That's even worse. I know. Ugh. They should just get Obama to be Washington. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the president. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know we can. He's a man of many talents. Um, oh, where was I going? Yeah, I, like I think you should see it, um, mainly because it is, as I said, about twenty minutes ago. It is Jackman's last uh, uh, performance as Wolverine, and I think it's you know it's fine. He does, you know. He does a good job. He does what the script needs him to do. I just don't think it's anything to write home about. Didn't really get my hair back. So. Um, Any yeah. final thoughts? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I might revisit that thought. 
in the coming days as I kind of think about it a little bit more. But um, has there ever been a movie where like you thought about it more and you're like, man, I should fucking get that? Yes. Jurassic World. Because mm. I came out of the movie and I actually was like, oh, I had a fun time. I knew it was a bad movie, but I was like, oh, I had fun. And then the more and more I thought about it, I just got progressively more angry. See, I went through that in the theater. I turned to you no less than like six or seven times, being like, "That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life." But I think with this one, it's not going to be that kind of reaction. I think what I kind of want to think about and muse on is like the the emotional or like the things that you that Wolverine's going through throughout the movie, you know, do those things really make sense and um, not just for the character, but in general. And, you know, is that going to resonate longer? Um, so we'll see. But I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I do think it's a movie I'll, I'll probably be thinking about for a little bit. So, And I think from that perspective, it worked for me. So what you're saying is you might have to do a follow-up cast. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. But, like I said, I thought it was very comparable to The Last of Us. Yeah, I just think in The Last of Us, and maybe it's because it's a game, it's a different medium, you have more time to kind of... To build the relationship. Build the right? relationship, right. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only other thing. Agree. Jonah. <laughs> I'm totally gonna watch more Veep before I go to bed. Alright folks, we're gonna leave it there because it is 2.31 on a Friday morning. Yes. Some of us have to work tomorrow. I don't, but... 2.31, so it is four and a half hours until we can get a Nintendo Switch. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> All right, folks, um, uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Lady Near the Lake. Um, also on our YouTube channel, the Kingfinger Shark YouTube channel. I'm currently doing a playthrough of Resident Evil 4, which caused me much frustration today for uh, reasons you will soon hear about. Um, you can also find me on KingfingerShark.com, do a little bit of writing there. Uh, you've already listened to the podcast, so you know about that. So I'm not going to plug it on the actual podcast. Bob, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the new Time Lord. Um, you can also find my occasional drunken uh, gameplay videos. Oh, is that usually how you are you drunk? I was when you're doing so that? drunk when I was playing Steve. I haven't actually watched the video, and I have to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's probably, like, really long gaps of silence. You know, I've noticed that when I'm doing the RE4 playthrough, when it gets intense, I'm like... Yeah, you get and then, like, attention. ten minutes go by, and I'm like, I haven't said a word. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is super compelling. But, yeah, we have been posting uh, a lot more gaming videos on the uh, YouTube site. We're trying to get that uh, kind of popping. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening, and we will see you...
probably next week, because I'm going to go see that fucking Kong movie. That was badass. It was an Apocalypse Now type trailer. <laughs> Alright, have a good night, folks, and we will talk to you soon. This has been a Confanger Shark production.